0: Bye.
1: two of the QA podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal De Quincy.
2: Hey everybody, how you doing man?
1: I'm good. Good. A little tired,
2: but can't complain. Don't I know uh we've both been yawning for like the past two minutes before we started (laughs) recording. So uh this might be a yawn heavy podcast
1: we try to get them out as much as we could yeah yeah we try
2: so um happy labor day happy belated labor day uh we were going to record on what was it sunday and then monday but we just couldn't find time you know in between barbecues and um it looks like it was a good thing we didn't record because oh my god all the drama that's happened in aw the uh, I mean, last couple of days We've been texting non-stop for 72 hours This is insane This is the most we've texted about
1: AW mm-hmm. Ever
2: Yeah, we're just gonna hop into it I mean, you haven't seen or heard about CM Punk's comments that he made about The um, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Page uh, Not Adam Page, um, Hangman Page mm-hmm. um, You've been living under a rock I mean, where have you been? Yeah. But um, yeah, man, where do where do you want to start? I'll let you lead the conversation, man. I, it's
1: I don't know, man. It, it like this goes back before even AEW's existence. I mean, if you really want to go that far back, I don't think we should. I don't think we need to go that far back in detail,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: because that's ancient history at this point. You know, Colt Cabana and CM Punk are no longer friends. Uh, They were both sued by WWE for their comments on Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast in 2014 or 15 or whatever it was at the time. Um, And then they wound up suing each other (laughs) as a result of that lawsuit. And, um, you know, look, there's just one thing out of all the things that friends can fight over. Most can get over certain things, even politics, even as, as, uh, as volatile as politics are these days, I think some people can ultimately work it out Mm. if they have major disagreements. Mm. It's it's possible, Mm. but the one guarantee, the one thing that ruins every friendship, no matter what is that almighty dollar M O N E Y. Money, money, money. And when you start fucking with someone's money, they're not going to just, you know, take it lightly. Yeah. I know I wouldn't.
2: Yeah. There are two things that were in relationship between men, and that's money and women.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Them, too.
2: (laughs) Two things that will fuck you a fascinating thing. But yeah, back to the CM Punk of it all. Did you listen to the media, media scrum? I did. Okay. So, if you you listen, you heard, you watched from the beginning, you realize that no one even asked him about coca Cabana to begin with.
1: Well, that's not true because the the question wasn't caught on the live feed.
2: Oh, because if the only he, part I saw was the beginning where he was like asking the reporter, "What if you know is he can he be um." Basically fair in his reporting, and it's like, oh, you do improv, and the reporter just, yeah, 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 I do improv. It's like, oh, you do improv with Colt Cabana. Um, real name escapes me at this point, but and Scott then he, Hulton. yeah, Scott Colton, and then he went on a tirade about. Okay. But you're saying there was he actually asked about Cabana before.
1: It looks like that's what happened because the the press conference, the actual AW like press conference that they posted on on YouTube, it didn't start until like the 12 minute mark. And those first like 12 minutes was just like the, the all out AEW uh, logo or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it fades into punk and Tony Khan already sitting down and punk already going in on whoever asked some, somebody asked something and it was probably not on mic uh, because a lot of, if you've watched press conferences, When they have that banner up, a lot of times you can kind of hear rumbling, a few, maybe a minute before the actual feed goes live, and so you can kind of hear rumbling around, people, you know, settling in and things like that. Um, And I think that's kind of what happened. Like somebody, it 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 seems like someone asked someone off mic. I think if he was still friends with Colt Cabana, and that is what. Set it all off, man. Oh, wow. it was Ruthless, to say the least. And not just against Scott Colton, Colt Cabana, but everybody. Um, but if you're an A... Like, if we're talking about A.W., not 2014, 2015, when all that went down with their podcast, you have to look back to May when... Hangman Page, you know, dropped that uh, promo on Punk. Basically, calling him out, you know, without necessarily, because it's on live TV, so without really getting into it, calling him out for, you know, uh, coming into AEW, and, you know, uh, uh, accusing Punk of, you know, getting rid of uh Colt Cabana.
2: You know, you, sh- you sent me that promo today and I listened to it and I gotta be honest, that seemed like one of the like softest shots in a promo. It wasn't like he called him a <laughs> son of a bitch or talked about his family. I mean, WWE has gone harder on punk um, when he was there talking about his um. Him being straight edge and his family's history of alcohol abuse and all that stuff. The promo that hangman page has basically like, you're this new guy, you're you're coming in, you think you're the hot shit, but I'm I'm here not just to defend this championship but to defend AEW from you. And I'm like, after hearing that promo in full, and then seeing what CM Punk had to say about it afterwards at this medium scrum, like, dude, like. I'm sorry, that's soft. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you're in your feelings over, over a lack, like, not lackluster in, like, attitude from Hangman Page, but, like, that wasn't even worth, like, getting upset about. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like some, like, I know AEW is big on the unscripted provos and, and such, but that felt like something scripted that you see from the WWE. Like yeah, if I mean, some, it, some outsider was challenging, like um like say someone from an indie show was challenging uh what's his name? Bobby Lashley. He would say, I'm defending the US championship and the WWE from you, you you know you know, personal impact, whatever. It didn't right. feel like it was something that big that would cause CM Punk to go fucking mental.
1: It's st- I mean, honestly, if if you listen to the if you listen to that promo, it started mm-hmm. out as Definitely a shoot. The whole workers' rights thing, all that stuff. And then it turned into a work. The the fact that Hangman Page says, I'm defending all elite wrestling from you, that's a very wrestling, you know, worked uh, line. I mean, that's as wrestling as it gets.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what AEW does. They like to blend the line between what's real and fake in the wrestling world.
1: Right. And so, you can see Tony Schiavone as well, who was conducting the interview between the two, mm-hmm. sidling over to pay, Hangman. And, and you clearly see he's uncomfortable. And he's like, you know, you could tell he's trying to tell him, like, hey, you know, knock it off. And then he did essentially by saying that, by saying, I'm defending AEW against, you know, from you. You know, that, that's, a, that's a very benign wrestling statement.
2: Yeah, it's something I've heard. Hundred, it's like it's something I heard a hundred thousand times during the um, um, uh, what the invasion angle, you know, right. defending WWE from these WCW invaders. Like mm-hmm. it's such a a soft line. Like I'm honestly, let's get down to my main point. CM Punk is too goddamn old to be acting like this. You're forty three years old. It's so, always been like this. Yeah, it's like, don't you think by now you should be getting over this petty shit? Like, if you want to be upset when you're in your 30s about little stuff like that, fine. And you're fine trying to find your place in the WWE as the outsider. Okay, I understand it. But you're 43 years old, you're the man. People have been chanting your name in arenas around the world while you were retired. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know your your power. Why are you still acting like some little pissant can say one little thing and has you in your feelings for months.
1: And the fact that he came in, bypassed everybody to get into the mm-hmm. world title spot twice mm-hmm. is a testament to the power that he really has. Even, even over the EVPs that he mentioned. And really that's, I mean, this is, I mean, we're, there's a lot of, to digest. I mean,
2: that says more about Tony Khan anything, but we'll talk about him later. Oh, yeah.
1: You know. Look, he went in on everybody. He went in on Colt Cabana. And man, I mean, boy, boy, I mean, wait. I mean, I'm sorry, but I
2: think he went a little too far. Talking about how he's sharing a bank account with his mama. Like we haven't been going through a pandemic for two years. Come on now. Let's not talk about anybody's finances now.
1: Especially when you're much richer Mm -hmm. than he is, than Colt Cabana. You know, come on, man. Like leave leave the family. Like, that's that's also the thing. That's just not just that's just wrestling, that's just life. Leave the family out of it. You know? I understand you're hot under the collar, but there's no there's no reason to to go in on on his, you know, personal, well, I mean, maybe personal finances, because he's, you know, they owe each other money and things like that, but to, you know, to drag the mother involved, <laughs> it's all that.
2: Like, yeah, don't be talking about people's mamas unless you're ready to fight. Yeah, Like, he's exactly. lucky Cole Cavanagh was not at that arena, because he would have, Coke would have found Punk before the Young Bucks and Omega did.
1: Without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. And
2: and that's just bully tactics, you know. You're yeah. the guy with all the money, the power, and the and y- the ear of the CEO of the company, and you're just going to talk down to this little guy who who no longer works at AEW. He's in Ring of Honor now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Allegedly, he got moved over because Punk came into the company.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: it's when it comes to. Power and and it's a very one-sided issue. Mm -hmm. Punk has all the power in this situation. And he always has, because he's always had he's had more money, more notoriety, you know. That's the reason why Colt Cabana, you know, came to him when when that lawsuit went down. Mm -hmm. Or or that's the reason why Punk went to Colt Cabana, because he knew that Colt Cabana doesn't have those resources to, to defend himself against, you know, the biggest wrestling company in the world. Yeah,
2: it's like, I don't know. CM Punk just seems like a terrible person and a worse friend. Yeah, and and, and can we talk about his wrestling ability? It's not like he's lighting the world on fire anymore. That Has boy, he, is slow. he was a hell of a lot better back in his 30s than he is now in his 40s. Fair, Fair enough. Which is some, like, that's like the natural progression of things. But we've seen the WWE lately, guys like Raven Mysterio, Edge going in mm-hmm. their 40s right now. Shit, Triple H before his heart took him out, was wrestling better in his oh, yeah. 40s than he did in his 20s, you know? Mm-hmm. And you see CM Punk, it's like, okay, it's been a year. You're still moving slow as molasses. You maybe it's time to cut out some of those moves that you were doing back in your 20s. You need a, you're an old man and he's an old man game now.
1: Well, even 10 years ago, I mean he he should have stopped doing the flying elbow drop.
2: Yeah. Top rope. Look, I understand it was in homage to um Randy Savage, but um it's Randy, the
1: worst homage.
2: Randy is looking down, shaking his head disappointedly. Man. So I got the uh, the medium scrum right now. Scrum is such a terrible word. Yeah. Let's see. I wonder. I'm going to see if I can share this with you so you can watch it together.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I, Tony Khan is on screen right now.
2: Oh, so Anthony's watching AEW Live right now. So yeah. if anything crazy happens, we'll let and, you know.
1: And really, you know, look, he went in on, on Colt Cabana. He went in on the the Young Bucks and Hangman um, in this press conference because, mm-hmm. look, they're, they sided with Colt Cabana this whole time.
2: You know who looks like the smartest person alive right now? Cody Rhodes. Yep. (laughs) Cody saw which way the wind was blowing and said, oh, let me get the fuck out of here.
1: So they're, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's announcing a Grand Slam tournament of champions to crown a new world champion.
2: Because we even discussed, hey, CM Punk apparently got injured in that match. In the match, yeah, rumors are as a torn pec. Yes, or uh,
1: I've also heard tricep.
2: Okay, I would say torn pec. He's trying to be Cody Rhodes so bad.
1: So let's let me go through it real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bracket tournament style. Uh, John Moxley and Chris Jericho are already in the semifinals mm-hmm. of the tournament. Um, so tonight they're going to have. Wednesday night, Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson, and Friday on Rampage, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, um, and the winners of those matches go on to face Jericho and Moxley. And it looks like he is uh, the way he's. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking, reading the captions, not watching, listening mm-hmm. to it live, but he's clearly upbeat about everything. He's not, um, there's no hint of anything that went down on Sunday night.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also, um, I'm watching, I'm not watching, but I'm reading Son, Sean Ross Sap uh, Twitter, Sean Ross Sap, fight, Frightful.com, Fightful.com. So the Mm -hmm. AEW World Championship and the Trios tags have been uh, vacated. Yeah. And the the Trios tags will be determined tonight. It's going to be the Best Friends versus Death Triangle. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the Grand Slam tournament, Moxley, Heyman, Sammy, Darby, Jericho, and Danielson. You got some money
1: over there with those, Sheik? Oh, it's uh, the dog.
2: Oh, I'm about to say, you got some big quarters over there, big dog. <laughs> so MJF
1: has come out to the ring. He yeah. made his return. I mean, that all this overshadowed <laughs> the return of MJF at the end of the uh, pay-per-view.
2: All this overshadowed a pretty good pay-per-view. Yeah. A pretty Biologist. long-ass pay-per-view. Well,
1: that's That seems to be the norm for them at this point. I, I they are in Buffalo, so he looks like he's, he's wearing a Buffalo Bills jersey. It looks mm-hmm. like he's coming out the as the the baby face, but I mean, he's so good. He could turn it at any point or he might, he might stay the baby face for tonight. If he's in Mm -hmm. his hometown, you know,
2: I just want to say 15 matches for a pay-per-view is too many matches for a pay-per-view. Yeah. That thing was five hours. So this media scrum, I mean, Mm -hmm.
1: we're we're still getting to it. It's crazy, but um.
2: because there's things about the medium scrum that I noticed that people aren't even really talking about. And we'll get to that in a minute. So after the, the scrum and everything happens, CM Punk gets backstage in his locker room with his boy. Um, what's his name again? Ace Steel. Ace Steel, the most animated name that ever animated. <laughs> and apparently, both the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega make their way back into uh, CM Punk's locker room. Um, argument was had. And then a fight was had, apparently. A Steel went rabid dog and bit Kenny Omega. Uh, Matt Joc- Jackson got knocked out by a chair. Just uh, all allegedly. All, all allegedly. Ace Steel. Yeah. Yeah, that's all allegedly, but the fight definitely happened because you know yes. if all this was just made up, they would have they would have um, had it on their YouTube show by now, and you know no one is talking. No.
1: And the only instance was uh, see, I didn't watch the whole media scrum because mm-hmm. all I heard was about Punk going off, and then we didn't hear about the fight until the next day.
2: Yeah. Um. I remember people were talking about like during the scrum, like there's a security guard off to the left that just took off towards the back. And apparently that's because they were scrapping back there. Yeah.
1: So, you know, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, that's a, it, it took us a while to recap something that, we've all been talking about for a few days now, but it's still surreal to think that this happened. Um, that that something like that went down,
2: mm-hmm. you know. I can't believe he, I'm watching the scrum with a closed caption. He's bitching about um, Hangman Page going into business for himself during his promo and like, dude, your entire me a scrum was you going into business by yourself. You bit. You built a fucking business. You built Amazon during this goddamn scrum. <laughs> you know, I'm not ashamed to admit I used to be a huge CM Punk fan back in the day, but now watching him, sure, and you know, getting older, I realized that Triple H was right when he had the promo. It's like. When Triple H called him out, was like, "Yeah, you believe in change. You say you want to make WWE better, but you only want change that involves you at the top." Mm-hmm. And every time CM Punk fucks up, someone posts that clip on Twitter, and like, goddamn, it becomes more true day after day after day.
1: And some, I, I read someone tweeting, he we can live in a world where he was right Mm -hmm. about everything he said in the pipe bomb. Mm -hmm. But he's, uh, we're also in a world where he was, he can also be very wrong with what just happened with what happened over the past couple of
2: days. You know what he is right now? He's the old man yelling at clouds picture from the Simpsons. That's what he is right now. (laughs) Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. When a year ago, when he came in, he was talking about all these young talent he was so excited to work with and put over and coming in and selling tickets. And a, and a year later, he's been champion twice. Who are these young guys that he's put over? No one. No one.
1: He didn't lose cleanly. He didn't lose. Uh, it wasn't a clean pin to MJF. I think it was one. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, he, like he passed out or something like that. And then he lost in three minutes to John Moxley, who doesn't need I mean, look, John Moxley's John Moxley. He doesn't need the rub
0: mm-hmm. from CM
1: Punk. So no, I mean he you know, if his idea of putting young talent over is having a match that he wins,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that ain't it, son. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you should know better than anybody. This is professional wrestling. That ain't how it works. Um, and given his age, like it's not like he had fantastic matches against Darby Allen,
2: you know. He hasn't had fantastic matches against anyone. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no,
0: I, I'm, I'm not arguing with you on that. He's
2: one. a bum in the ring. We need to accept it. The game <laughs> done passed him by, and everyone knows except for him. He needs to. Go quit, get out of here, take some of this HVAC training, get his uh, CDL (laughs) and help with the truckers of America. Come on now. And and there are other issues I have with the scrum. um, What was her name? Tony Storm was basically accusing um, Thunder Rosa of faking her injury. Like oh she says she's injured and other people says she injured so I guess she's injured. Meanwhile Tony is just sitting there nodding along like a goddamn bobblehead. Yeah.
1: Um. I mean if you want to look into, I mean if you want to really talk about, if you want to start placing blame now that we've kind of gone over it. Mm-hmm. Because look, every I think everybody's to blame in this situation. There's blame yeah. all over.
2: Yeah, we've been talking. If you're executive about executive
1: vice think- presidents. You can't just storm someone's locker room or any anywhere because you're pissed off about you know someone said something bad about you.
2: Yeah, that's and just
1: as petty as Punk holding on to whatever Hangman said th- you know three or four months ago.
2: And those dudes have been passive aggressive with CM Punk for the longest. Right. So let's like CM Punk is more guilty, but those guys have blood on their hands as well. There's of no course. one's well, Matt Jackson might actually have literal blood in his head after that chair shot right. took him out, but <laughs> no one here is hundred percent. And you know, if you want to here and blame anyone, like who needs to take the brunt of this, it's the man sitting next to CM Punk, Tony Khan. hundred percent. And I think
1: at the end of the day, um, everyone is in agreement that he has to. He has to take the majority of the blame.
2: Yeah, you you're this sitting right company. there. Yeah, you're sitting right there. You're the guy who signs the checks. You do everything, and this dude's over here wilding out next to you. You put your hand over his mic and tell him, to, "Stop this! Not now. We can do this some other time." Let's stop. Let's not act a fool in front of the company right now. Right. If he got a problem with it, then you can take him back. and Be like, look here, motherfucker! I sign your checks. I make decisions. I'll strip that title. Or won't think about you again. Don't fuck with me. Right. But that's something that Vince McMahon would have done. That's not something Tony Khan would do. And I, I feel like Tony Khan is more interested in being the backstage guy who's in on all the secrets behind the ropes, behind the curtain, everything, than being the boss of a wrestling company.
1: Yeah, I mean, look—that's the—that's the biggest problem in this whole situation is that you have a guy that owns a company, and like MJF said, call him a mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, that's what it is. is what it is, you know.
2: And it's not like you know Vince McMahon. There was two. There was Vince McMahon, the business guy, and then Mr. McMahon, the TV personality. And then Vince, the nasty man behind all the cameras. But we'll leave that alone for right now. Tony, Tony uh, Khan seems to be the guy in charge, who's also a huge fucking mark for all these wrestlers. Right. And that's why CM Punk can come in and run a rough shot over the division and become champion. Because Tony Khan remembers when CM Punk was on top of the wrestling world when he was in WWE. He's like, oh, I'm chasing that feeling. I want to chase that high. So bring him here. Put the title on him. Screw all this younger talent that I have available.
1: Look, that's why he he named four active wrestlers executive vice presidents. Mm-hmm. This didn't start with just CM Punk. You're right. I mean, Tony Khan's fascination with being a, a wrestling fan that owns a company it started from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you can't – I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. You cannot put – I mean, look, we see it in professional real sports like basketball for all – for as great as LeBron James is, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that he is secretly or openly or whatever you want to call it, he's the general manager wherever he goes, except for Miami, because Pat Riley,
0: <laughs> Riley good on him.
1: Never be he was not going to play it he was Vince McMahon you can't let active talent run the show be in charge and look what's happened with the Lakers you know for however you want to look at it Hmm. the Lakers barely won a title with LeBron Won
2: they a title. Was, Don't get they, me wrong. They won a title during the craziest NBA season ever. They literally stopped the season for like six weeks because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis shot uh, a percentage of the bubble that he's never shot bef- uh, before or after in his career. So, <laughs> yeah, they could win a title, but it was. Let's not talk about the Lakers. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to lose my damn mind. But, yeah. Tony Khan is the fanboy in charge of a rest with his daddy's money in charge of a wrestling company.
1: Right. And for all of Vince's faults, uh, personally, professionally, you know, whatever you want to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to bring up about him that, that you don't agree with or, um, or it's just downright despicable when it comes to running a wrestling business there's nobody like it nobody like Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and there will never be anybody like that
2: for better or worse right because
1: Can't. the guys at the top the people at the top at the top clearly will always have access to whoever you know any business any industry the top earners the people that that put the most eyes on your product or mm-hmm. You know, whatever salesman, whatever it is, they're always going to have the ear of the boss. That's just how it is. That's life. You just have to, you know, love it or leave it. But you don't see I mean, Vince was not the Vince is not the, or was not. paling around, you know, he suspended Titus O'Neil.
2: <laughs> or Titus tell him to let his daughter go first. That was right. a crazy suspension. Hey, yeah, Vince loved. If that had
1: happened to Tony Khan, he would have laughed it off and, and hugged that giant man because yeah. Tony Khan is a very, very uh, slender man. Yeah. He probably he would have jumped in his arms or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one. I'm one of the boys, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm saying Vince loved wrestlers. I mean, he loved Undertaker to death and Steve Austin, The Rock, and right. all those guys. But if they step out of the line, he would find them. Like, Austin took his ball and went home and got, like, the largest fine in company history. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm cool with you guys, and I want you to see well, but you're still my employee. You fuck up, and I'm going to bring the hammer down on you. Right. And I don't think Tony is going to do that. Like, yeah, these guys are going to get suspended, and, yeah, they got their title stripped, but is CM Punk going to be back in in the company? A Steel, like... If this was my company and they did that shit, they would both get their walking papers. Like no one, like you guys just tell straight up, I don't care what happens. No one is bigger than the business. I don't care if that's AEW. I don't care. Uh, WWE impact, whatever. The company comes first and If you can't abide by that. You got to get the hell out.
1: And, and we as fans have always had a love-hate relationship with that that very concept. Mm-hmm. That the brand, the shield, you know, it's all about the brand. It's all about the shield. It's all about, you know, whatever. You know, the logo. That will always come. No one person can be bigger. You know, Jordan and LeBron and Magic uh, and Tom Brady
2: You know, yeah, you can be John Cena, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you can be as big as you want, make as much money you want, win as much you want. But the second that your personal problems outstrip your production, you got to get the fuck up out of here.
1: The Rock, you know, they can, you know, their popularity, all their popularity and notoriety and, um, you know, status in the world. Drastically increased from the time they were drafted, from the time they were signed, you know. It's it's immeasurable what those individuals mean and mm-hmm. others. You know, obviously we're forgetting people. Yeah, know,
2: but but at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, they don't fuck up the money, right? All this lies at the feet of Tony Khan. Do you want to be the guy that runs a successful wrestling company or do you want to be the mark behind the curtain? One of the boys. Yeah.
1: And look, you have to you have to be able if you, and if you want to do both, fine but you have to be able to navigate the worst uh, you know it's always it's always easy when things are good, right?
2: And and if you want to do both, that's like you said, that's fine. You can make a character of yourself, like Vince McMahon does, like Triple H has done, where the guy that comes out in front of the curtain, you know, Mr. Khan is this marky, goofy, um like love wrestling more than anything for um idiot. But as soon as the camera start rolling, you you gotta be in business mode, man. Yeah. You want to grow, you want to, you know, keep, um, you want to expand, you want to um, get a bigger TV deal when the rights come up. You got to take this business shit seriously, man. And if you're you're any kind of advertiser, if you're Warner Bros. Discovery, who's cutting everything left and right, you see this shit, like, don't you got to be a little nervous about handing them more money for a TV deal? I would.
1: Yeah, because if, if all of your performers are fighting each other and you're suspending them,
2: yeah. who's going to tra- be
1: around to, to, uh, for fans to tune into?
2: Well, if all your performers are acting the fool and then you're not doing anything to wrangle them in, well, why would the hell would I trust you with some money? It's like Tony Khan wants to be that fun loving boss and that's fine whatever but when shit gets tough and you need someone to crack the whip and is Tony that guy I don't know
1: doesn't look like it at
2: this mm-hmm. point I think the next six months is going to be real make or break for AEW. Because we're getting at that point right now where Tony, whatever ideas he had for AEW when he first created, he's burnt through all those. Now you have to be the guy who can create stuff and evolve and change on the fly when the crowd demands it. I mean, we'll see, man. I hope that they can get it working because I'm not one of those people who come here and just hate on AEW like it's a it's like it's a terrible place or anything. I I like having multiple wrestling venues, wrestling businesses because competition makes everything better.
1: Right. And as much as you know, as much as we all love a juicy story, right? Mm-hmm. drama you know we all we nobody wants drama in their lives but nobody turns turns away from drama when, when it's happening
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> when what, it's happening to other people that's when it's We're great in the other room, to me yeah. it's horrible right
1: but at the end of the day like what are people going to tune into if, if if the product itself is less than what's going on when the cameras are off mm-hmm You know, and it seems like all of the excitement excitement is happening when the cameras are off at this point. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that. You that can't that's not possible for any company to um, for any brand to succeed.
2: That shit's gonna get too real and something's going to happen that's going to make this previous fight look like um, a a spitball match, you know? Mm -hmm. So currently I'm watching Clash at the Castle. An excellent pay-per-view we're probably not going to get any time to talk about. And it is the uh, Walter versus Sheamus match. Boy. Ooh, boy. Those
1: guys did not disappoint
2: That was the perfect opponent for uh I'm sorry, not Walt Gunther. Gunther. Because right. he he turned Seamus's chest into hamburger meat.
0: Oof.
2: Did you watch it? I did. Okay, good. Good. I don't want And what, what a moment.
1: Not only, not just the match, but the fact that they finally reunited Imperium. Yes. I mean they've already changed all three of these guys' names,
2: mm-hmm. which is fine. But Look, I don't care about the names. What what can you do in the ring? Can, because the
1: stable itself, <laughs> the name you
2: had at NXT wasn't your real name. So <laughs> <laughs> can you still get on the mic and talk to? Can you still get in the ring and beat beat a fool's ass? You can. All right. They right. don't matter what the fuck your name is.
1: <laughs> can you still be a dominant faction? Without a yeah. doubt, they can. Yeah.
2: I love how uh, Gunther's fancy move is just knock a bitch out. That's what it's... <laughs> lariat, power bomb, something. You just go, gonna... oh man. Just I want Imperium versus the Bloodline.
1: It's gonna be tough. They're gonna have to add someone. Uh-huh. Look for look as much as um, for as much wrestling that took place over this weekend. All of it was overshadowed by. The media scrum, mm-hmm. CM Punk's comments, the the fight that broke out that nobody saw because it, it was a real thing. It wasn't a work. So there's, there were no cameras to catch it. Uh-huh. And, All that was overshadowed.
2: Oh, you're forgetting about some of the comments, too. Which ones? Tony Khan throwing a bitch fit about WWE programming. Oh, right, right programming on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. It was like, I'm not going to take this. I, now I know how Jim Crockett felt, but I got more money than Jim Crockett. I'm like, okay, congratulations. Yeah, we
1: know, I'm like, we know you have more money. Like, you yeah, don't have to say that.
2: My problem is, like, when Vince stepped down and AAA was taking over, you, um, Tony was talking about how competition is good and i will be good and everything. And now WWE is, quote, unquote, competing. They're counter-programming you because they're pro- they're programmed the day before and the afternoon before your pay-per-view. Like that's they left you the prime time uh Sunday night spot. And you're still bitching about right. it. it was not like, head-to-head? hmm So imagine if class is castle was on Sunday night. Imagine if they had worlds collide Sunday afternoon and then class Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Tony would have had a goddamn aneurysm. Right. And it, it just, it's like, it kills me because, like, you sit here and say, oh, we want the co- competition. We're coming for WWE. And then when WWE turns around, be like, okay, bet. They want to be like, well, this isn't fair. Labor Day weekend is ours. They know that. It's like, it's like, people want to be WWE's competition until WWE treats them like competition.
1: Right. <laughs> and then they show yeah. who's really got the power yeah it was really the big game in town
2: yeah you ran up on a giant that wasn't doing anything got a couple of licks in then that giant turned and swatted you 15 feet and now you want cry about it. it's unfair you picked this fight buddy
1: right and look you know for all the complaints that people had about wwe up until mm-hmm. the point that vince retired mm-hmm. and as much as everybody championed aew and, and uh and their performers i mean look the reality is wwe's been doing this a long time
0: mm-hmm.
1: aw is not in anywhere close to selling out a football stadium you know until you do that you really don't have any not just a football stadium a football stadium on back-to-back nights mm-hmm. until until then you 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 really like you have to be realistic and and you're not competition. You're not competing. The game is over.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was all funny games when Tony Khan was making jokes about WWE not being able to sell out the was the stadium and Vegas. Legion. Yeah, Legion. It was funny. It was funny, and jokes, it jokes are plenty then, huh, Tony? It ain't funny now. Yeah. And I've said this before. I'm not sure if I said on this podcast. I think I did. But I said before and I'll say it again. The worst thing that ever happened to AEW was Vince stepping down. Right. Because as long as the old man was at the helm, these big changes weren't going to happen. You weren't going to get these guys coming up from NXT and keeping the same storyline and keeping people involved. You weren't going to get something like Johnny Gargano coming up and having a main event program with him. But now Triple H is in charge. And I don't know about you, but ever since he's taken over, these Raws are so much easier to watch.
1: They really are. Because there's a lot of wrestling, mm-hmm. not a lot of filler.
2: And these backstage... Uh, I guess I'll just call them events where it just goes from storyline to storyline. Yeah. Like, like, I've been uh, catching up on, uh, i just been checking on Cage Size News. You know, they have people who review the shows. And like, ever since Triple H took over, I don't think they've had a, a show that's been rated lower than a beat. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's the real uh oh moment for AEW. When right. WWE is just, everything is above average when they're hitting on all cylinders. And to be honest with you, they've only had one below average pay-per-view the entire year, and that was World Rumble. Everything else they've had this year has been heat. From day one to Clash of the Castle. Yep, absolutely. So, like, you your real competition right now, it's just... WWE has become competent. They become good. So what is your response going to be? Because you can't be Tony Khan, Bill here bitching about, oh my God, they're trying now. Oh my God, they're better. They're programming, you know, the same day as our pay-per-views. It's like, no one wants to hear that shit. You want to start the fight, and it was easy when you were anti-WWE, when WWE was shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But now that everything's turned around, you you just got popped in the mouth what's your plan
1: Okay, yeah, you better have a good one yeah. but for all the look the media scrum the comments by punk and tony oh Kong wait wait wait
2: wait um, sorry sorry let me right. interrupt you, you cuz i forgot to talk about this last time we talked about wrestling when tony threw that that hissy fit about um, WWE reaching out and checking up <laughs> on uh the rest of the scene when their contract ends, how they come back. That is not contract tampering. It's only contract tampering in um MLB, NBA, you know, all the sports league because they have a CBA that prevents it. You can do that in real life. And it happens in sports all the time. And not by the athletes, but by the coaches. Because look (laughs) at these, go look at these college coaches. I guarantee you at the end of this college football season, there's going to be like three coaches that leave their current situation with like two, three years left on our contract. We don't ever, no one ever, oh, that's tampering. You can't talk to someone else. You're under contract. No. Yep. You, if you're under contract with a job, you can look for another job. (laughs) Other jobs can reach out to you and talk to you. You should you can even interview them if you know either a your current job isn't gonna keep you, or B, you don't want to be with your current job. Right. Unless you have language in a contract that forbids you from doing it, you can do it. I was like, there's no con- there was no tampering, you can't sue, get off your high horse. I'm sorry, I, I forgot to mention that last time we talked about it because it, it was just so annoying. <laughs> like, if I was contract, like, if I had a contract for a job and someone else was like checking up, like, hey, how much longer you got on your contract because we've seen the work you've done, we're interested. I can tell them, yeah, I'm interested. Let's set up an interview so I can start working with you guys as soon as my contract is over. But I can't be like, oh, well, if you pay me X amount of money right now, I can break the contract. That's contract tampering. Right. Anything that if interferes with your current contract, that's tampering. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out of my chest because I forgot about well, last time. It's no,
1: that's a awesome. great point.
2: No, I mean, that
1: was the big story before all this happened. Mm-hmm. Their lawyers were reaching out to WWE mm-hmm. and all sorts of mess. Yeah. But all that drama that happened completely overshadowed a long weekend of wrestling Mm -hmm. and really good matches considering there weren't any uh, there weren't any with the exception of Punk and Moxley there really weren't any other major title changes
2: nope not on WWE
1: not on WWE Um, NXT unified all the titles Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and (laughs) AEW crowned the, the new trios champion yeah and yeah. the women's interim title.
2: Well, the UK went 0-4 this week. Yeah. They, they lost all the matches on Class of the Castle, and they lost all of them at Worlds Collide. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, there's too much wrestling to go over, but it was a great weekend of wrestling. That Cal- Clash of the Castle-, Castle show was incredible. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm watching it right now. Um, Gunther and Sheamus are just beating the holy hell out of each other, and I want more. <laughs> Rollins and,
1: then, and Riddle had a great match.
2: Yes. It was the watched, best
1: Roman Reigns match we've seen in months.
2: Uh, Worlds Collide, that uh, Ricochet Mellow Hayes match. Woo! Mm-hmm. Mello don't miss, boy.
1: I heard. I heard. And then, you know, the big the big story out of WWE for that show was you know the debut of Solo Sokoa on
0: the main mm-hmm. roster.
1: That's why if you know the the uh Imperium goes after the Bloodline, they're gonna have to add someone because the bloodline just got stronger.
2: Yeah. And we got tell the bloodline story poor Sami Zayn.
1: Oh yeah. Because this kid doesn't look like he plays around.
2: No, he does not. I've been watching this boy in NXT, and he's, he's good, man. I'm a little mm-hmm. surprised they brought him up so soon. But, yeah, he's got the look, and he's got the athletic ability.
1: And he's young enough where you're not counting on him to be the next big thing right away. Mm-hmm. And who better to, to learn from than three, four, if you want to count, Sammy, Mm-hmm. Well-established guys who've been doing this for a long time, and not to mention Paul Heyman.
0: Yeah. Wait. Oh,
1: he's twenty-nine. I thought he was younger than that.
2: Man, Wrestlers always sneaky old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Like you said, we had a great weekend of wrestling, and <laughs> we've been reduced to talking about the CM Punk mess because CM Punk, of course, has to make everything about himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Old, grown, rich men bickering.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, man. Any more wrestling talk?
1: No, I think that's it. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens at AEW over the coming weeks. Um honestly, look, everybody got suspended except for punk
2: and ace steel. Well, they're not that well, they got suspended. There's a chance they'll get suspended and fired. We don't know yet.
1: There's I mean it's more I mean it's gotta be a almost hundred percent chance that Ace Steel will be let go, fired, Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean look, you're not a you're a producer, you know.
0: You're You're easily the most
1: most expendable of anybody Mm -hmm. in that in the in the melee. Punk, there's money involved and you know not just money, but the fact that Tony Khan is obsessed with this guy. He loves this guy. You know? Does he he want to fire him? He, I guarantee you he doesn't want to fire him, but he's going to have to.
2: Yeah, he doesn't want to, but that's the necessary thing. Yeah. If if you you don't want to
1: set the precedent Mm -hmm. that we're not fucking around, and this is not going to happen on my watch any longer somebody has to get set straight and someone has to be made the example and at mm-hmm. this point and honestly oh here this was the thing i've been i've wanted to talk about the whole time mm-hmm. this is what should happen punk should be fired okay not that i hate the guy but look he ran his mouth and you know in public and it, it caused it, it started this. I I honestly think Punk should be fired. Should be let go from AEW. And he should just go away, you know. Look, he's old now, he keeps getting hurt, you know.
2: He's not as good as he used to be.
1: Right. This wouldn't be like this wouldn't be as easy as this a call, you know, if this if those also weren't part of what's going on. Look, he's old and he's hurt and he keeps getting hurt. He's not getting any better. So I think, I think you should let CM Punk go. He should be fired. And I think you should also strip Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, the young bucks of their executive vice president titles. Ooh, Because as EVPs, as you know, supposedly top guys in the company, if you're going to be an active performer and hold a, a, a high ranking like that, you got to be able to get it in check and you have to be more professional than that.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: and that hasn't been talked about. I have not seen anybody talk about the idea of stripping of those titles.
2: Stripping the EVP titles. I mean, that is... If Tony that's, really that's a wants strong to, message.
1: I think it's it would be the strongest. And I think it would be It would consolidate Tony Khan's grip on this company. And again, just tell, tell, let everybody know. Nobody is above me. Nobody is above this company.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And And it
1: would bring these guys back down to earth who may have been causing trouble for the talent that don't have those titles.
2: And at the end of the day, if I'm someone in the back and I saw how Tony Khan just sat up there and let CM Punk act a complete ass, and then just get suspended and not fired for his actions, like I would have, I would lose all respect for that man, mm-hmm. for both CM Punk and Tony Khan.
1: Well, I mean, I think respect is out the out the window mm-hmm. for Tony Khan at this point, and if he has any, if he wants any chance of salvaging it or or pulling it back, reining it back in. I think those are the steps that he has to make.
2: It's like, do you want to be the boss or do you want to be CM Punk's best friend? Mm -hmm. Because you can't do both. Right. Absolutely.
1: A lot to consider. Mm -hmm. TK's got a lot to to still consider. The first step was getting those titles off those the the championship titles off of these guys
0: mm-hmm. for injury,
1: for suspension, all that stuff. Now we got to look at the real deal it really matters their standings in the company itself.
2: 1000%. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
2: Uh I'm all wrestling out. So And And also before we go. Mm-hmm. You beat me, fans us.
1: out there. We'll never talk this much about AEW again. <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt. It. This is your. This goes well beyond my three minute AEW moment. You know?
2: The only time we'll talk this much about AEW is if um, it goes out of business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say before we go as well. You stole it from them. before we go in. Um, quick. NFL starts on Thursday. Who's your Super Bowl picks? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I should have expected this because I was watching about the NFL earlier.
2: Yeah, I was on SI earlier just reading everyone's, like, Super Bowl picks and MVP picks and all that. And, like, a lot of people are going hard for the Bills. I think Mm -hmm. the teams I saw the most were the Bills – the Ravens, the Packers, and the uh, Bucks.
1: Right. So for the AFC, um, I'll say the Colts win the South.
2: No, no. Titans just, win the South. I'm just asking for a Super Bowl, man. You don't have to go through everything. Okay, okay. I don't want to make um, this it more difficult than it has to be.
1: I'm going to say the Bengals. Ooh. Let's see them get back to the to the title let's see him get back to their you know get back where they were the chiefs are a different team than they were a year ago i mean as great as mahomes is he lost his number one receiver um the bills obviously are great but i want to be different a little Mm -hmm. bit if just slightly and I'll, i'll say the the bengals it's hard to pick against the defending, you know, AFC champion. And from the NFC, ooh man, I'm not going to say the Rams. I'm, I'm not going to go that far. Um, but man, this is this is a tough one as well. Um, I'll say the Packers. Okay. Even though they are kind of going through what the Chiefs are going through, but. It's still an easier path to the Super Bowl in the NFC. All
2: right. So you're going Bengals, Packers? Yes. All right. I'm going with the Bills in AFC. Um, I just think they're loaded offensively. Josh Allen, like, he's going to be up there in MVP voting. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people picking the Chargers. I'm like, believe the Chargers if you want to. I'm not letting them hurt me again. All <laughs> <laughs> right. And in um, the NFC, <sighs> I guess I'll go with the Packers. Fair. Who's your champ? Ooh. Um.
1: I'll say the Packers. All
2: right. I will say the Bills. Okay.
1: Bills and Packers, Bengals and Packers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little worried because I'm looking I'm back on the S side. I think like six or seven people were asked to give their predictions, and only one person didn't pick the Packers to represent the AFC. <laughs> I don't know. Football's hard when you haven't been paying that much attention to it.
1: Every sport is hard mm-hmm. when you're not paying attention to it.
2: Yeah. Um, what the Texans win, four games last year?
1: Over under Texans, four and a half.
2: Is that uh, CBS Sports? Please don't play a pop-up video. Please don't play a pop-up video. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Trying to find. Yes, I'll accept all the cookies. Give me all the cookies. Texas, yeah, four and a half. (laughs) You're going over or under.
1: I'll say over, just barely. Yeah, I agree with you.
2: They got the lowest. Over under, but somehow the foul Oh, they're tied with the Falcons and Super Bowl odds, according to CBS. You only wow. want to know where this it because it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> if you're betting the Falcons or the Texas to make it a Super Bowl, you are on drugs, my friend. Check yourself into a rehab center immediately. Absolutely. All right, so that's it. Ooh. I'm sorry for making you wait, but um, it's kind of good that we waited. It's
1: the best. <laughs> it wound up being the best thing we could have done.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you just get lucky like that. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening, sharing, subscribing. We appreciate it. Anthony, my brother, pleasure talking to you. Always. And uh, we will be back next week with some more nonsense for you people. <laughs> <laughs> For Anthony, football um, talk probably, yeah. F-
1: Week one, maybe. Oh, we'll
2: see. oh you want to record on Sunday?
1: No, I'm gonna watch football on Sunday. Oh,
2: okay. Damn, we're gonna have to remove our recording day because we've been doing Sunday for the last couple of weeks. That's right. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later.